Welcome to Two Guys Talking Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast all about youth ministry culture, leadership, and strategy, led by two local youth pastors, along with other youth leaders from around the country. Now here's your hosts, Matt Willingham and John Kilowatt. What is up, everybody? It is Matt and John, and we are here, two guys talking ministry. Yes, we're here. We're here today. We're excited. Uh, we got a special guest on, PJ, that we are pumped about. But before we get to the introduction, you got to tell everybody, how do they hit us up? How do they contact us? We love to hear from everybody. We love to hear the questions that they're asking. So, so how do they get in touch with us? You can just email us. It's john at essentialcoaching.us. It's matt at essentialcoaching.us. Hey, check us out on Facebook, too. Like us. Uh, we make sure that we put all these podcasts on the book as well. Um, so you can definitely email us and check us out on there. Matt, I am I'm super pumped about today's topic because if there was something that I could say I would like to just cut out of our service sometimes, um, and I'm telling you, that's coming from probably a bad place in my heart, all right? I know I'm not right. It would be what we're talking about today. Dude, absolutely. You uh, listen. You could probably get on your soapbox and preach a whole sermon about this. Um, we're very excited. We got a, a a guy by the name of Joshua Haney. Some of you who are listening may know that name because he's used to be in Indiana. He was here for a while. Now he's on staff at a church in Oklahoma. And today, John, we're talking about how to make get ready for it compelling announcements how does that make you feel right now it sounds impossible that's it that's all i gotta say sounds impossible i don't get it so i'm i'm gonna be just sitting back soaking up this one today because i need it no it was it was good we 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 hop on the phone call with joshua and he does a great job he shares some great things i know you're listening and you're like john and i listen this is one thing john and i struggle with hands down i'm going to be honest is that announcement time that time you need to uh, give information to your students or in your ministry context, whatever it is, and you're just like, my Lord, let's just get up there, throw a graphic up, say something about it, get out of the way. Hopefully, prayerfully, somebody will sign up. But Joshua, on this phone call, Josh lays out some steps, man, on how to make some compelling announcements. And PJ, it's, it's a good phone call. I'm, it was incredible. I'm excited for it. Let's go ahead. Let's Let's get this show on the road. This is uh, Matt and John, two guys talking youth ministry. We're here mm-hmm. with a friend of ours that we have not – we was just talking, Josh. We haven't it's, – it's been so long, we can't even remember when the last time we chatted, right? <laughs> right. So, it's been um, a little bit. It, it has been a while. You, you've had some ministry change, I know, since the last time we probably saw each other face-to-face. And so today we're going to be hanging out uh, with Joshua Haney, and we're going to be talking about how to make – compelling announcements now before we really get into the why and and the how and all that stuff behind that josh we know you a little bit but i know again you've had a lot of change man just introduce yourself to everyone who's listening tell us a little bit about yourself where you serve all of that good stuff man go ahead yeah man just like uh matt said my name is josh haney i am uh, the discipleship pastor at people's church in oklahoma city and uh, I've been there for about three years, so I kind of oversee small groups and, um, you know, class on Sunday that we call Growth Track. And I grew up in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, so I am a diehard Cowboys fan to the core. Um, so, yep. I'm and sorry. Uh, I no, did not know that before the call, or we would not have had this call. <laughs> <laughs> it would have ended right there once you learned that. But, uh yeah, so, um, man, went to Central Bible College, then transitioned to Indianapolis, Indiana, where I was a youth pastor for five and a half years at a church up in that area and uh, experienced just incredible ministry there. And then, as I mentioned, you know, transitioned in 2015 uh, to People's Church in Oklahoma City. That's awesome. And while you was in Indiana, man, that's when John and I, you know, we got to know you, we got to hang out with you. We've been watching you now from a distance, uh, you know. As you've been at People's Church, we're familiar with People's Church, good people uh, there as well. And uh, so, man, number one, we just want to say thanks for taking the time to hang out with us today. Um, we're excited. So when I reached out to you, uh, Josh, you know, and, and John and I was talking about, man, who can we have on? And I said, hey, what's, what's some things? You threw the idea. You said, hey, let's talk about how to make good announcements and how to make compelling announcements. And immediately, PJ, we – 
got excited. Why? Because I want to hear that podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the podcast I would download like right away. <laughs> Absolutely. We are not. We're not that good. I mean, honestly, no. that's probably one thing we struggle with uh, in our ministry context, in our youth ministry context, is maybe the, you know, how to make compelling announcements. We've all seen those moments, John. Like. Most of the time when we're making announcements, what does our students' faces look like? They're just blank. Like, <laughs> like why, are these, why are these guys talking right now? Like, yeah. Why are we doing what we came here for? Yeah. That doesn't apply to me. Right. Yeah, that type of thing. Or we've made this cool video and this cool, you know, ad that we're doing about this youth event coming up. And then, like, two days before the event, we're getting a phone calls. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, well, I didn't know there's an event. I have no information. Right. Yeah, like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know Fall Retreat. I didn't even, yeah. even know we left for Fall Retreat tomorrow. Yeah. Like, we've all <laughs> been there, right? What, what about... What about you, Josh? Have you, have you ever had those moments in ministry? Because, again, I know people are listening, but, like, why does it even matter? And we're going to get into the why in a minute. But what about you personally? You ever had those moments where you thought you did something really well, promoted really well, announced it really well, but come to find out that you're like, uh, that did not go over like I thought? Yeah, man, too many times. I just remember one specifically where we had a uh, a guest speaker come in and we had an extra service. I think it was like on a Friday or Thursday night. And so we're pumping it up. We're amping it up. And man, the, the turnout was just terrible. It was embarrassing. Um, I mean, we, we've invited this guest speaker out and uh, dude, it was just rough. So uh, wow. man, I am definitely feeling the pain whenever it comes to uh, just this, uh, uh, this topic. Yeah. Very good, man. And so, so maybe let's just hop right into it, and, and I guess I'll start out, you know, with that question to you, Josh, and to kind of start talking about this. Why does it even matter, you know, if if our announcements are good? Again, ministry, youth ministry, just in ministry context as well. Like, hey, we've got something to say. We're going to say it. We're going to make a little graphic, put it up. Who cares? Why, what's the big deal that we even need to worry about making compelling announcements? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we create events. We have sermon series, classes, outreaches, you know, missions trips. We promote camp. And why do we do this? Um, it's because, you know, we want every single one of our students, and even those God is going to, to send our way to attend these events so that their lives are transformed by Jesus Christ. And uh, we know that if we can get them in this environment, there's a great opportunity for them to encounter Jesus. I mean, that's why we have these events. So, you know, no matter where we're at, you know, whenever it comes to making announcements, maybe we've had an event. And like me, you know, we, we announced it, we promoted it, and uh, not very many people attended. Um, you know, we put in effort, we put in time, resources, investment into these events and whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, maybe we don't have students that show up or maybe, you know, we we have a solid attendance or great attendance, but we really do want to see more and more students attending our events, uh, being a part of our ministry or sermon series, our events, whatever it may be, um, because we want to see more lives changed. And, and I think that whenever it comes to just our, our regular service programming, there is no other moment in our student ministry as unique as our weekly services where we have all of our students together in one room and with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can really leverage um, our announcements and our, that opportunity to, to talk to our student ministry um, as a whole with our students there to be able to move them to actually attend these events um, so that their lives can be you know, radically transformed by Jesus. So capitalizing on how we communicate and market our events to our teenagers is very important because it it uh, relates to, you know, lives changed and transformed. And um, whenever it comes to, you know, making announcements, we can kind of look at our ministry. We can make excuses as to, you know, why students don't sign up or attend our events. We can, you know, cast blame on students or parents uh, um, uh, that, uh, you know, they're the reason why we're not seeing the results that we want to see. Or we can you know, just kind of assume responsibility and uh, really say, you know, what is a way that I can get better to market, to communicate our events to our students so that they'll attend them, they'll be a part of it, and their lives can be transformed. So I think that's the big why behind why, you know, making announcements is, uh, is so important. Yeah, that's really good. Um, we're Now, once you grasp the why, maybe 
maybe you started to notice that. Where where did you find or where do you find people kind of miss I guess that just general emphasis? Like what like where do you think that we miss it as far as understanding the magnitude and then making it important, do you think? Because they're announcements, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, how good right. can you really like, make announcements? Like, right. how many times, like, how many times do do we get ready to step up on the stage, Matt? And we're like, hey, what's important? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, right, right. you know, there's there's definitely those services where you know we put a lot into that service, but we put a we put very little into trying to figure out what is it we want to reach students with today. So, what, like, where's the in general myth? Like, where's the swing and miss that you've noticed a lot? Yeah, I think for, you know, just for for me and just speaking from my experience, like, man, I grew up and, and I, I saw the announcement, so I just thought this is how it was done. You know, you just go up there, you talk, and and that's the announcement, and you walk away, and that's, you know, that's the, the part of your service. So I think that, you know, it's been been modeled in a way, and everybody was just like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, kind of how we do this, and this is how it's done, and, and um you know, I, I know for me, I just wasn't aware that there was a another way to do it. So I think the model that's been presented before us really kind of leads to that. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Well, let's start to unpack it, Josh, a little bit about about how do we make compelling announcements? What is it? What does that look like? I know you got some things you want to share with us today, so I'm going to kick it to you and then Perfect. and then we'll start to ask our questions from there. So go ahead. Yeah, I think that it really starts with just uh, thinking differently, kind of like what you guys are saying is that uh, once we begin to uh, look at our announcements as something more than, you know, just disseminating information to our students, once we see this as a great opportunity, the why behind it, um, then we really can, um, you know, process how we're communicating differently. If we think differently, then we can lead differently. And, uh, and so for us, announcements – they're not, you know, again, to give the students information or, um, you know, tell them what the church is doing. It's not, you know, a time of transition in our service. Our announcements are strategic communication to help people move forward in their faith. So we're really trying to um, communicate in a way that compels them to make a decision and to do something with what they've heard. Um, I know that, um, in Acts 2, uh, 47, Peter just got through speaking to a crowd of people, and 3,000 responded to, uh, to his message to believe in Jesus Christ. And Acts says this, that they were cut at their hearts, right? So they were cut to the heart, and then they asked this question, like, what do we need to do? And that's really what we're trying to do. We are trying to move people's hearts we're trying to what we would call create movement, move their hearts so that they ask the question, like, what do I need to do with this information? They are compelled to take action. So I think that it really starts there with our thinking that our announcements aren't just to give information. It's not to tell people what we're doing as a church. We are trying to cut their hearts. We're trying to move their hearts uh, where they are compelled to do something with what what they've just heard. That's good. We're, we're, so where do you think talking about that? I like that. You said you're compelling them to make a decision with the information you've just given them. Mm-hmm. The, where, where do you see people missing it at the most just on that step alone? Like how, how are we missing that compelling? Element? It's good. Yeah, that's good. I, I would say that most announcement segments now are, you know, that I've, I've seen are, you know, 95% information. It's a lot of information. There's like five different announcements. Um, there's, you know, 10 steps to sign up or to, you know, get get through the process. They're long, uh, they're boring, and there's like a guilt trip tacked on to the end. You know, hey, you guys aren't doing this. Why aren't you doing this? And so I think that can kind of be the, the misstep there is that uh, all of those things considering kind of convolute and make the uh, the movement piece really difficult. That's good, and particular I think particularly too, what you just said too, where it's ninety five percent information. When we live in a culture, we live in a, a DVR and a TiVo culture that they don't even watch commercials, you know. Right. And and you see a lot of companies getting this right, you know, when it comes to their ads, when it comes to yeah. their promotion things. That you know the the what little time you do have for people has to be has to be definitely 
you know, taken advantage of and done in the right way, or it's just in one ear out the other kind of deal. It's good, man. I'm glad that you, uh, you know, mentioned just ads. You take a look at, um, you know, Apple, like they are just really great at making you feel a certain way whenever you're watching. They don't tell you where to buy the phone. They don't Uh tell you how to buy the phone. They tell you, dude, this product you want, and you're going to figure out everything else, basically, or you already know that information. And so, you know, people aren't moved by information. Um, You know, most of the time, people aren't moved by a need your church has. People aren't moved by something that's long and boring and drawn out or guilt trips. People are moved kind of like what you're saying. They're moved by emotion. They're, They're moved by felt needs, desires. They're moved by God's word. They're moved by vision. You know, again, Apple does this really well. This is what your life can look like if you have our product. People will respond to that. If you're giving an announcement, you're promoting camp, and you're like, hey, listen, this is what your life will look like whenever you attend. And after you attend the camp, uh, camp, people are going to respond to that. People are moved by, um, you know, what they can accomplish as a as a person, you know, um, as a church, like the vision behind, hey, you get involved with this, man, it's going to result in lives being changed. People are moved by, you know, a call to greatness. So we would say that we want to give 95% inspiration and 5% information. That's good. Wow. Yeah. So we want to, we want to give so much inspiration that they're like, man, I've got I've got to have that in my life. I got to do something with that. And of course, you know, this is with the help and the aid of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that makes it possible. He's the one that convicts. And then we just tack on some some really uh, 5% information. Here's what you need to do about it. That's good. So so it starts right there at the top. I like that, Josh, changing your thinking differently, getting getting yourself thinking differently. I love what you just said, not 95% information, 5% inspiration, but flip that. 95% inspiration, 5% information. Tell them the story. What is it going to look like? You can experience this. So we've changed our thinking. What What's the next thing we move on to as we start to, to look at making compelling announcements? Yeah, so I would just say that uh, um, it really is, and, and I'll kind of walk you through maybe like a model, uh, okay. kind of what we use. So I think this will kind of help us to understand kind of what it looks like. So we have an event coming up um, called Day of Hope, and, um, you know, it's going to be late July where uh, school the school year is starting up. And, um, you know, as a church, we provide uh, school supplies, um, you know, for underprivileged, underprivileged uh, families, haircuts, dental exams, uh, you know, physical exams. Uh, we resource our community with just, you know, um, different uh, organizations that can help families, and it's completely free. And so um, which it, it's a phenomenal outreach. And so we would start at the top with that inspiration, you know. Um, so maybe we would say something along the lines of, and I'm just kind of throwing this out here, you know, there's, we would say something like this, there are hundreds of children in our city that will go back to school without school supplies. You know, they are um, they are going to be under-equipped to be able to start this school year um, with everything that they need to be able to have a successful school year. I wouldn't say it exactly like that, but again, yeah. we're start we're starting with this compelling need, and and then I would you know transition to you know in church we have an opportunity to change these students' lives. And I'm so grateful that we are a part of a church that is passionate about making a difference in students' lives and in our community by providing them with with school supplies. And so at the top there, it's it's uh, well, I'll stop there at the top there. It's, you know, we're we're presenting a need, um, but it's a compelling need where we're talking to our our church about um, what they can do, and we're really kind of making them the hero. We're not saying, hey, we as a church need you guys to do this. We're saying you, we're really calling them to greatness. Like, hey, we're grateful to be a part of church, a church that desires to impact our community. So um, that would be, you know, we would, we would, um, you know, uh, collaborate. We would get together and talk more about that. But that would be kind of an idea of how we would do that. And then we would give them um, their next steps as to uh, 
um, what information they need to know. Um, so we would go into, you know, um, you know, we're providing them with school supplies, uh, head out to the, um, you know, lobby. There's a, a sign with a table. It says, Day of Hope. You can head out there and uh, you can purchase these backpacks that have the school supplies, you know, and, and be able to make a difference in students' lives. So the informational side of it is very short. It's very sweet. It's very clear as to where they need to go and what they need to do with what they've just heard. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. I like that. Thanks for unpacking that a little bit and, and what that looks like. Um, of, of what that would be. And I know a lot of times, too, I, and I've seen some of the stuff y'all do. Josh, of course, some of this stuff is probably video. It's some of some graphic stuff. But but let's say you're the person, you know, somebody listening to it, is bivocational minister, and he's like, man, I don't have a tech team. I don't have a media team. I don't, I don't even know how to do graphics myself. You know, I begin to unpack that a little bit as some people will begin to give excuses and say, well, man, I can't do this because I don't have all of this tech stuff. I don't have all of these people to help me. Again, when you go back to what you're saying about the inspiration and the information, mm -hmm. you can even learn how to just inspire people with just words if you know how to do it correctly. So I guess right. you talk for that a minute to those listening, even myself, who would sometimes give excuses and say, well, man, I don't, I don't have these resources. I don't have that. Well, what does that look like when it comes to, to this to this right here? That's really good, and I think there's, you know, what we can do is is uh, really sit down and think through just a number of questions, and I know we're going to dive into this a little bit more, but I would say, you know, speaking to, uh, I, was, uh, I was in youth ministry, we didn't have the videos, we didn't have the tech, um, and, uh, and so this information I'm about to share is just, I mean, uh, whenever I heard this, I was like, dude, this is incredible. So familiarity really breeds contempt. And so uh, what we really need to do is is learn to be able to switch it up on on how we give announcements. And so for for an individual who maybe not have uh, the equipment, um, and there are there are some different ways that you can inspire people. And so testimonies are huge. Testimonies paint a picture of what somebody's life can look like. And so as a church, man, we are aggressive at getting testimonies. Um, so we ask everybody and anybody who who knows of a story, um, and we we sit down with that person, we capture their story, and uh, we we package that story within the announcement. So testimonies are huge. Um, another idea is maybe interviewing a student on stage. You know, some a student that went to camp, their life life was you know transformed, it was changed, and then strategically asking them questions to get buy-in from the audience and from the students. So you want to ask questions that kind of take away tensions and excuses. You know, if uh, if someone uh, attended camp, you can ask them the question. You know, why didn't you want to attend camp? and let them answer that or yeah. what ha what has God done in your life since attending camp so you want to ask the right questions to get the right answers that will uh, inspire the students in the audience um man visuals are good i know that uh man i had a projector and that was it so if you're able to throw a picture up on the screen pictures and video man they they really do they uh, they, you know, it said that a picture paints a thousand words. It, it's true because when we see things, our minds automatically fill in everything. We don't have to use words like, oh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. That picture is really set up in their minds how amazing, great, and awesome it's going to be by seeing it. So uh, props, you know, we can, we can get creative and uh, kind of switch it up. Um, as far as how we we communicate those things through testimonies and through uh, you know interview interviewing students and pictures and all that great stuff, but I would say that you know it really does. It, our words are powerful, and uh, of course the Bible backs that, and we can um, we can really take some time um, to really uh, understand and, and pull together our thoughts so that we can present them in a compelling way and it and it comes with time you know it comes with practice and saying yep that that worked and that did not work yeah and and that's good josh i know i took us on like on a little side road there but i wanted just to quickly you know kind of kind of sometimes tackle the 
I guess the the guards and the walls that we put up, and we start saying, well, man, Josh is at People's Church, and he's probably got this person and a tech team, and you know, graphics, and you know, he's got a budget for this. I just wanted to quickly start tackling that. Uh, I love what you said that our words are powerful. That is a biblical thing. That that just because you don't know how to make a graphic or you don't know how to use, uh, you know, the latest video software, or you don't have anyone that can do that. Um, that, like you said, grabbing that testimony, just seeing a picture, having a prop. There's a lot of ways that you can still inspire people, even though basically I was just wanting to eliminate all the excuses that I know I, we all have, including myself. And so, right. Um, no, I like that, man. So, so we'll we'll jump back to kind of the direction you're going. I know you might have hit on some things, but we'll hit again. We talked about thinking differently. After we think differently, what's what's the next thing, or what's another component you would give us? Yeah, I would say that, uh, man, just limit the number of announcements that you give and. And this is common, you know, I, I think that we, we may have a lot of things going on in our ministry that we're passionate about students being involved in, but I think we really have to understand that, um, that every additional thing that we ask our students to do greatly diminishes the chance that they're going to do any of them. So if you make everything important, then you make nothing important. So it's so important just to kind of simplify uh, what you are, are communicating to your students. That's really good. I like what you just said. If you make everything important, nothing is important. And so what you're saying is you're not getting up there every Wednesday, every Sunday night, you know, even again in the in the ministry context on a Sunday morning, you don't have eight announcements you're trying to rattle off and tell people about, correct? Right. Yep. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and so, you know, I think um whenever it comes to just programming and and your ministry, you really just want to ask yourself, like, if I don't do anything tonight, this has to be accomplished. I have to see students take this step um, to, to whatever you've got going on. So I would say, you know, um, one, one to two announcements um, and really giving one announcement, the prime time, giving, I mean, putting all your chips into that one thing. And then if you have something else going on, point them in the direction of where they can uh, find more information about that event. So you've got camp, and then maybe you're offering this class on a Sunday morning. And camp, I would I would think, you know, would be the priority. Um, so, man, put all your chips in there so that you see maximum movement to to camp and then, you know, point them in the, in the direction where they can get more information about that class on Sunday. Yeah, that that's really good. And because I think that I've noticed it can be on both extremes, Josh. Maybe maybe you felt that and you see it like you might hit a season where you feel like you've got 10 things you need to announce and then you hit a season you're like well man what in the world what's the world right. even going on now right. and, and i guess like with that goes like you have something that you might need like three months four months to really get right. information like and we'll use the camp example yeah. like, you might need three or four months to get get people signed up, get people the information, get people doing fundraiser opportunities. And, and it's like, man, it feels like I've heard about this for three or four months. And then in that three or four months, you've got other important stuff that pops up. Like maybe you've got, maybe you've got just uh, an event or maybe you've got a class. Like how do you, um, like, and then with that being said, you've got two things that you really want to hit. Like what would be some strategies in making sure like, um, in this three or four months, camp is really important, but there might be a couple of weeks where we don't need to give it much emphasis because we have something else. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I I completely understand uh, what you're saying. And I think that it really, you've got to ask yourself some questions. You've got to really ask uh, your, your senior pastor some questions. Um, and so really understanding what the season is for your youth ministry in your church. So what season are we in? Is this a outreach season? Is this a season where we're discipling students? Let me talk to my senior pastor and say, hey, you know, we've got some things that are going on in our student ministry. Help me to navigate this and, and to understand what is a priority. Because, again, like if if our, our, our senior leadership, uh, we, of course, want to uh, – be, you know, engaging them in this conversation and getting their insight and their thoughts um, as well. So I think just asking those questions, what is the priority and, and really kind of thinking through that? What, what is the big thing? And, and, uh, and so I'll give an example. Um, you know, as a, 
as a church, we have baptisms are a big deal at People's Church. So we have that coming up on the 15th. Um, and then we also have Day of Hope that is happening, um, you know, um, in the end of July. So July 15th is baptism. July, I don't know, 20, I should know the day, 26th or something like that is Day of Hope. And so um, both are a priority. Yeah. What we would do is we would, um, as we're communicating for people to get baptized and to make that decision, we're going to prioritize that um, above Day of Hope. And then once baptism is over with, we're going to prioritize Day of Hope, you know, over that baptism. So, or we're going to, you know, get kind of creative and, you know, communicate it through different ways and different avenues. So it really is just kind of asking yourself that question. What's the priority? What am I really trying to accomplish? And really kind of settling that. And maybe you, you push camp for a while. And then, you know, after you've, you've done it for a couple of weeks, um, you, you focus and prioritize maybe some other things while still communicating camp. So yeah. I think that you can, I think that you can promote camp and get your big push and get your big sign up. And man, people are pumped and excited. And then they're going through the process and you're just giving reminders after that. Hey, don't forget turning your stuff, but you, then you're prioritizing other things as well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Even talk about Josh for a minute, and this, and this might be something that you're about to go to anyways, you know, but it kind of springboards off of the question John just asked. I know a lot of times, too, we look at announcements and we think, man, I've been announced, for example, camp three months out. Man, I've been announcing this thing for six weeks. I'm sure people are getting bored. But talk about the importance, too, of not waiting. And I and even in the ministry context, too, and, I, and I'll use this stat, and this is more of a, a Sunday church thing, but I think we can see this in youth culture as well. A guy by the name of Chris Sunsky out of California, he just did a study. And he says the average Christian, there's 52 Sundays in a year, and he says the average Christian attends 19 Sundays out of your 52, mm-hmm. which is alarming, right? Right. Um, and, again, I think we can see that in youth culture as well. We know with events and homework and sporting events and out-of-town sickness and holidays, you're not going to get every single Wednesday night, Thursday night, Sunday night. They're going to be sporadic. So even talk about the importance of not waiting till two weeks from an event or, oh, man, this is going on. The importance of even planning how you're doing your announcements and the timing of your announcements. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah. No, man, that's really good. And I love that you brought that up because, um, you know, uh, we would say our our weekend attendance at People's Church is, you know, uh, around 5,000, but we actually reach about, you know, 15,000 because of that sporadic attendance. And uh, I think that, you know, if you're if you're in any way tracking the attendance of your students, You'll see that um, as well, that there's a number of students that that show up um, and uh, but but your actual reach is, you know, three times that size. And so you are what you're saying is so good that we understand that every single week you are potentially reaching a new audience. So for your your communication to be fresh, your communication for you to understand that, man, um, you've really just kind of kind of lead your thinking in in a way to say this is important, this is valuable, um, and I'm communicating to students that I may not have even communicated to once. So, and if we if we just kind of come across this as well, I've done this for so much, and I'm getting kind of getting tired of it, man, we really lose the opportunity to to reach out to some students that we haven't yet. So I think yeah, just kind of like what you said, we got to approach every single week. Um, with the knowledge that, man, we may be reaching some students and they may be hearing something for the very first time. I love it. So we've got, so we've got, thanks just for giving some input right there. I wanted, I wanted you to, to, to just talk on that for a minute. So we've got our, we've got our thinking differently. Um, we've, we've got it to the point where we know that, that, all right, this is what it's going to look like. We're not going to over, do a bunch of stuff um what what would be the next thing that you would you would say yeah um we have really found that um we can maximize movement in in two ways and so um the the biggest way that we've seen people sign up is by putting something in their hand and so um say for example you are 
wanting to, you know, promote a baptism that you've got coming up, um, we would, we would make a, a simple card. Um, and that simple card would have some options for the students to choose. And we would pass them out during service, during the announcement. So everybody has a card in their hand. And, um, and this, this card would be um, constructed in a way where everybody is putting down some sort of information. So of course, you know, name, number, you know, your baptism, because that's what you're trying to push, prayer request. If they're interested in serving, you know, whatever else that you can, any option that you can put on that card, you're thinking through your audience where they're at, because you want everybody filling out that card at the same time, and they're all choosing an option, whether that's baptism or they have a prayer request or they have a testimony. But I'm telling you, we have seen um, such incredible uh, signups after, you know, we've we used to pass around like sign up sheets or, hey, go to this table, right. um, you know, but uh, but we really have seen this be incredibly successful. And this is something that we do like the say, for example, baptism is like that next Sunday, like the night before we really are. We're putting something in their hand. So we we don't do this like, you know, three weeks leading up. It really is the night before we put something in their hand and they're everybody's filling out information. And it just um you're creating a moment right there where they can they can make a decision right at that moment versus you know forgetting about it you know getting distracted by their friends or what other activities you have after service um and oh yeah i got to go to that table and they've forgotten because you know whatever reason so you're creating a moment right then right there where getting their information and they're making a decision and and i like what you said there you're also I mean, think of, think of the tool that you're using that you're also then you're maybe getting information that you haven't had yeah. before. You're getting stories that you would never know. Right. Prayer requests, you know, hey, my family's, my uncle's, you know, my dad's about to have surgery. You know, think, I mean, that's just things right. that as a pastor can be so vital, so much vital information as well as mobilization of what you're trying to get them to do. I love that idea. I love that. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, we have to follow up with that stuff or we're getting that information. Of course, we've got to, you know, you hear something is going on with a family, you got to reach out to that student. But, right. but again, you're getting all that information to be able to pastor well. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, and again, I know, I know some people think and they're like, well, man, my, my youth group isn't 400 or my church isn't 5,000. I don't need that. Right. But I don't care if you've got 10 or you've got, you know, a hundred or a thousand students, anything you can do to put in your hand to help you become a better pastor, you know, again, to, to shepherd your flock better. I mean, you're setting yourselves up and, and I still as it sound, you're setting set your, your flock up well to just really have some big wins under your belt. I love that. I love that. Yeah. What, what, you know, what would you go ahead? No, I was just going to throw this in here. Um, Man, and it, another thing, another way that we have found really great uh, movement is um, on the, say, the night before the event. Um, that is where we find the most movement, so we put something in their hands. But uh, on those nights um, in our student ministry, we don't have uh, an announcement segment. So there is, in our, our uh, programming for our service, there is no announcements. The, uh, the announcement is is included in the message of our student pastor and so as they're constructing their message they are um really kind of uh putting a moment a, a space and a time in their service um where they are you know communicating and pushing whatever it may be that we're wanting to see them do so and we see maximum movement whenever we do that so um you know, just uh, on Sunday mornings, our, our senior pastor, Pastor, you know, Herbert Cooper is, is if we're talking about small groups, man, he is including some sort of small group communication in his, in his sermon on Sundays. If we're, you know, pushing baptism, same, same thing. So um, we do that in our student ministry, and we see really maximum movement there by including that in our, uh, in our sermon. I love that. So you so you're giving them something in their hand to have movement, something right. to mobilize them. After that, when it comes to this, uh, when it comes to this this topic of 
of making some compelling announcements. What 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 is another thing you would add to that? Yeah, I would say that uh you know, I know that uh you've heard this that uh um you know, just knowing your your audience. And uh this is so key, you know, um Gen Z, right? Is that the next generation coming up? Man, I feel like I I'm kind of out of the loop there, but Gen Z I think is the next you know, um, uh, students, a uh, group of students that are coming up. And, uh, and so understanding them and how the way that they think, I just heard recently that Gen Z really, um, prioritizes and values community. So values relationships. And, uh, if, if we communicate, um, we can, you know, kind of get into this place where we are assuming that what we are communicating is valued by our students. And that that's important to them. And uh, and we can get frustrated because they aren't doing what we asked or we're promoting because we're we're talking over their heads or we're not communicating in a way uh, that that values what they value. So knowing knowing our audience is really important. Um, Know what each of your announcements know the audience of that announcement. So if you have like a fun event that's probably going to be every every single one of your students you know like a, you, they're they're gathering together to have fun and build community it's probably going to be everybody if it's a baptism you know you're promoting baptisms that's right. going to be a different audience it's going to be you know your students that have um you know they have recently crossed the line of faith and so that is a different type of communication if you have, you know, a retreat where you're wanting to, you know, pull some students together, maybe your top leaders, you're going to communicate to your audience a little bit differently. So, you know, what what announcement are you are you giving and what audience is that reaching? And that's going to kind of help you to formulate your words uh, to be able to inspire people to take steps. Uh, of course, you know, steer clear of insider language or insider knowledge. You know, if we said, hey, we've got Day of Hope coming up. Um, you know, sign up to, to volunteer like we have just, you know, cut out most of our audience. If if people really do come as much in, in statistics, like you said, would back that up, they come, uh, you know, 19 times out of 52 weeks in a year, then uh, there's a good chance they, they may not even have a clue what Day of Hope is. So we've just got to be careful that we kind of avoid insider language or insider knowledge. And so some questions that you can ask is, where are your students at in life? You know, what are they thinking about? What are, they cha- what are their challenges? What do they want? And what excuses are they, uh, are they thinking about? So we really want to do a good job of removing obstacles and objections as well. Um, Starbucks is really good at this. Uh, I remember just a couple of days ago, I was uh, ordering some coffee and, and I was in their drive through and this thing was packed i mean it was super busy and uh and i really did i was i was thinking about just you know driving off and and going and doing something else that was on my schedule and uh and i began to kind of think about you know just starbucks and their app and i was like you know i wonder why they created this app and it kind of led me to this thought of um you know most people would probably say it's for the convenience of you know the their customers and I think that it really goes a little bit deeper. I think that uh, Starbucks recognized that there are moments whenever, you know, where they're slammed with business that people get impatient and then they just leave because they don't want to wait in line. So they are losing revenue um, because, you know, their lines are too long. Chick-fil-A does a great job of this as well. Lines are too long. And so they created an app where you can purchase coffee beforehand, show up, grab it, it's ready for you, it's hot, and then you can leave and avoid the line. Thus, they are, you know, they are removing objections and obstacles that people have um, whenever, whenever it comes to, you know, purchasing their coffee. Oh, that's, that's really good. Do you, have, um, do you have a couple strategies that you've done? Because, like, like you said, like you don't want to give them too much information. Right. You don't want to give them too little information, and you don't want to give them – uh, unneeded information, so right. to speak. And so, like for instance, uh, just thinking, we've got we've got an event coming up that is going to be the end of August, and it's for fifth and sixth graders. It's a fifth and sixth grade retreat. It's important 
Now, quite honestly, that might be our, our service night might be the only time we've got the majority of our fifth and sixth graders in a room, but that only applies to two of the eight grades. So you you know what I'm saying? So you've got mm-hmm. you've got an event that's that's geared towards that's geared towards something. So and you also want to make sure that it's lingo that everybody understands the event. Right. What are some strategies that you use, like maybe not just for that specific event, but how to zero in and make sure that you are really hitting those criteria that you just talked about? That's good. And I think that you can't go wrong with the inspiration. Like you cast vision, you inspire and all that great stuff. And then and then I would say like you're you want to tell them what to do with it. So whether that's filling out a card or, um, you know, going to a table to sign up and then allow that process that they they've just signed up, allow that process to give them all the extra details. Yeah, that's good. So so whenever they sign up, they are getting into this process where they are getting all the information that they need. So, again, we want to inspire them, give them a, a next step. Here's what you need to do now. And that then puts them in the process where they get all the information that they need. Yep. Yep. See, that's, that's exactly because that's why I'm sitting here trying to wonder. It doesn't apply to everybody. You want to make sure they get everything, but you don't want to bore 75% right. of your congregation. And that's, that's an awesome thing. And then even setting maybe a table up in the back and yeah. let, giving them something visual that they can see, like, I know exactly where I'm going mm-hmm. when, when it's time to get up out of my seat. I love that. That's good. It's good. And our, our announcement segment, um, this is our welcome, um, our announcements, and uh, I'm talking about on Sunday morning, and our uh, offering is a total of three minutes for all okay. of that. So, wow. yeah, so it's very, very short. Um, and we, uh, we really tried to hone in on that communication and make sure that we are communicating and we're just asking ourselves those questions john that that you are processing is this is this information important can we cut this out do we need to add something else how can we really make this short and concise powerful that it creates the maximum movement because you're right if we over communicate sometimes you know i think we've heard you know I, i know that i've done this I'm giving a point in my sermon, and I've hit it. Man, it, it feels good. It feels like it's connected with our students, and then we continue to hammer it, and then we kind of lose them because we've over-communicated it. So, yeah, you just want to kind of process and look at your announcement as you're kind of putting it together and just ask yourself those questions. And then collaborate, you know. Ask somebody who's a really great communicator, you know. Uh, toss it to them. Let them take a look at it. And collaboration is always good, man, just to get somebody else's thoughts on it. So yeah, That's good. So much good stuff, Josh, as as we start to kind of land this conversation here. What are, if there's, is, is there anything that you haven't shared yet? I know we've been walking through some things. I've been taking notes, trying to keep up with everything you're saying before even myself. Is there anything maybe you haven't said or we haven't asked a question to, to say for you to say? What is there anything missing on this component of how to make – a compelling announcements. Yeah, and this wouldn't be really in the. It, it has to do with announcements, and it's just so key, man. It's uh, it's the follow up, man. If you're not following up with those who who have signed up for your event, um, and you're really not uh, stewarding the influence that God has given you. So, man, my dentist sent. I I got. I have an appointment at uh, two ten today, and uh, you better believe that they have sent me multiple texts. Um, and, and again, the reason why is because if I don't show up for that appointment, they lose business. So of course they're going to remind me that I have this appointment. And I think it's so, so key and so crucial that we understand that principle and we really do follow up and just keep people in the loop. So what we do is, um, once somebody signs up, we follow up 24 to 48 hours all the time man if they sign up for a class if they sign up for camp it doesn't matter you know we are texting them and we're saying man we are so excited that you signed up for camp man it's going to be a great time your life is going to be changed and then we'll add some details on there at the end so we're still kind of following the same that text message or that call is still kind of following the same 
you know, principles, we're wanting to inspire them. We're wanting in that text message or that communication, and then we're kind of giving them some more details at the end. So, man, just make sure that you follow up, and then we'll send reminder texts, you know, um, one to two days before the event. Um, and, and it's not a reminder. It's a, man, we're so excited to see you. It acts like a reminder because it pops up on the phone. They're like, oh, yeah, I've got that. But, man, we're, again, pumping vision. We're, we're communicating to them, man, we can't wait to see you. We're so excited about this event. And uh, here's some details about it. So following up, man, I think that's key. I love that. And like you said, if you don't, all you're going to do is shoot yourself in the foot because the next time it comes time to sign up or to, or to do something or to take that step, that, you know, in their mind, well, hey, I did this last time and nothing happened. So what's the yeah. deal? So what you yeah. just said is so huge, man. Yeah, absolutely. But Josh, man, I, I want to be respectful of your time, and I want to—I uh, just want to say again, man, thanks for hanging out with John. And I know some people have been listening. Man, there might be some people that want to get in contact with you, maybe pick your brain a little bit more about uh, some of this stuff about the importance of making some compelling announcements. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you um, if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, man, I would just say, dude, I'm I'm old school, man. You can find me on Facebook. You can just type in Joshua Haney and. And uh, in Oklahoma City at uh, People's Church. So that would probably be the best way. Awesome, man. So good. Well, hey, man, thanks again. Today we've been hanging out with you talking about uh, the importance of making compelling announcements. And so uh, on the real, I've taken notes. You've helped me out a lot. I'm going to go back and uh, totally redo the way I do announcements here. Gutting our use with announcements. And uh, no, man. A lot of good stuff, and I appreciate your time. And for everybody that's been listening, we want to say thanks for listening to this podcast. And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it, taken some notes. And listen, reach out to Joshua. He's a great guy, got a great heart for the kingdom and for ministry, and would love the opportunity just to network with you too. So, hey, thanks so much, Josh. Yeah, man, absolutely appreciate it, and it really has been a, a great thing. I know when we share ideas, man, the kingdom grows. And so I know that I've been impacted just by people sharing their ideas. So grateful for the opportunity. Absolutely, man. Thanks. Man, what an incredible podcast. I mean, that was good stuff, Matt, on how to make your announcement time compelling. Dude, it was it was, it was was great stuff. On the real, John, you and I was sitting there taking notes. Josh, man, thanks again so much for sharing that information, how to make compelling announcements i think you laid out some some steps for us what can we do to go back and reevaluate some things i know we're going to be looking at some stuff so it was it was really good he gave his his uh his facebook hit him up he's on staff at people's church in oklahoma city hit him up man he's got a great heart loves to do ministry loves the network and again just want to say again pj to everybody listen thanks a ton for listening it's a, it's a big deal when you listen like uh, share uh, this this podcast with someone. Uh, tell them say, hey, go check it out. And again, PJ, we love to hear. We love to hear from people. So, how do they email us? How do they give us uh, a shout out? How do they ask us a question? Yeah, all you have to do email us at john at essentialcoaching.us, matt at essentialcoaching. Uh, .us. Hit us up on Facebook. Message us. Let us know. We love to hear some things that you would like uh, to get some more information on. It'd be it'd be silly if we just started throwing darts at a board and hope people like this. Let us know. What are some questions you have? What are some things that you could use some sharpening on? And we would love to try to find somebody that is not us that is an expert at it because uh, cause we, are, we are not experts, but sometimes we accidentally bump into them at conferences. So thanks again for checking out our podcast. Uh, we look forward forward to throwing another one up here soon.